I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one I sold for 61 on April 27. Damn. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. No. Oh, there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. <laughs> How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. All right, we made it to the playoffs. Wild card week back on the football card quest, dedicated to football card research and selling tips. Part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. Steve, the eBay hitman with a pending winter snowstorm blizzard headed your way we got a couple games this week and i think we got some serious weather concerns too we're going to be breaking down the entire slate guys game by game looking at card plays uh looking at prop bet pickums we're going to be also talking about all the coaching vacancies later on in the stream and speculating on what's going to happen in the draft let's dig in baby steve how are we feeling tonight oh man uh much better than last week so appreciate you carrying last week while i labored through some intense jaw pain uh but a little bit of medication and uh, rest and it's 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 a little bit better but uh but we're functional we're here and uh, we're excited about week one playoff football andy oh uh, yeah man i'm i'm pumped you know i was not expecting the packers to beat your your bears and uh, Justin Fields to kind of go out like that in week 18. This Packers team, one of the youngest teams in there. I was, I was looking at the statistics. The Packers, I think, are the youngest team in the NFL. And for Jordan Love to do what he's done this year, pretty impressive. I mean, some of the throws that guy made against the Bears, which your defense has been playing really good. I know you had to be impressed. I know, I know you hated to see it, but you had to be impressed, right? Um, I, I did, and I actually made a comment to some of the local Packer fans here and a couple guys in the Discord that, uh, you know, probably not a popular take, but one that should be looked at. And I think that, and this is hard coming from my mouth, Andy, but Jordan Love should be in the MVP consideration. I think, I think that's a very interesting take because I think he should have at least a couple MVP MB, MVP votes. You know, um, when you look at just the MVP narrative in general, right? We know it's going to be a quarterback. It hasn't been in any other position since 2012, Adrian Peterson, because it's the most valuable player for a team. And you look at the quarterback just in, in, in any sport in general, the quarterback is the most important position by far. I don't even think it's close, Steve, uh, of any sport out there. And that's part of the reason why there is such a difference between quarterbacks and the rest of the guys in sports cards. Uh, and, you know, amongst other other things. But, I mean, they really are the most valuable player on the team. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually think that there's at least still a chance that, uh, you know, maybe McCaffrey gets a good amount of votes, maybe even wins it. But uh, at the end of the day, it's always, you know, most likely go to a quarterback. It almost makes me think that you need to have, like, two MVP, like, uh like considerations like one that is a quarterback and one that's a non-quarterback you know what i mean Chad, yeah, that, brother? yeah that's that's interesting let's uh shout out to some of our guys in the chat 
Uh, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got some new subscribers here, man. We got Chad Gill. Uh, he's not new, but shout out to one of our newest fans of the card quest, Doug Norton in the house. Um, got where, where did Bush and Messiah go? Uh, good old Derek, AKA, uh, Kadon TJ. We, we call him, uh, where did Bush and Messiah go? We got to get the milk carton ready tonight. We're looking for the, actually, I saw Bush leaguers last night in, my live stream and um i i saw messiah in the sleeper league i think he finished second in our dynasty league uh so he is he's around but he may be avoiding you Derek. i don't know uh mad cards in the house our man mark d uh so steve green bay packers are going to dallas now i don't know if you guys know this but Dallas has won the last 16 games in a row at home. And now they host the Green Bay Packers, whose defense has been very suspect at times. Uh, it's They've been fairly easy to run on. They've been fairly easy to pass on. And it's not just a, this intermediate game from Dallas. You, you've got CeeDee Lamb, whose route tree has absolutely gone bananas. And they got Brandon Cooks really fired up. I know you're a big fan of Brandon Cooks. They've had him turned on. The second half of the season and Dak, I think, is another guy that's definitely getting MVP votes based on the way he finished. I mean, granted, they did play the commanders, but I mean, the lot what they won the last five in a row. Uh, I mean, he's been absolutely on fire and it's not these these short intermediate passes that you would think from a guy like CeeDee Lamb who runs a lot of routes out of the slot, it's been a lot of deep passes, man. They've been throwing the ball deep. They've been playing aggressive and really, really good passing game here. So this one, I foresee fireworks. It's also in the uh, the Jerry Dome in Dallas. So, you know, you don't have as many weather concerns there. How do you feel about this Green Bay at Dallas game? Both teams are very hot right now. So um, I know that, there's probably a bulk of people that just assume it's going to be an easy Dallas win, but I actually think it'll be a pretty competitive game. Um, probably with the edge and the experience going to Dallas in these type of games, but I wouldn't sleep on green Bay. Honestly, I, I do think that if I looked last time, the line was pretty large. Maybe it was seven and a half. Uh, that'd be the kind of game that I would probably want to take like Dallas to win, but uh, Green Bay to cover. I think it'll be decently close, but I think experience wins this one, Andy. I, I think it I think it does too. I think it, it's got to, especially the streak that they're on at home and and just the fact that you do have a lot more experience on on the Dallas offense than you do in Green Bay. But give them props for making it this far. And check this out, Steve. Okay. So uh real quick, guys, before I, I actually explain what these numbers are on the screen. Let me just remind everybody, what you're about to see, uh, you can get access to by going to footballcardquest.com and click that Go Premium button um, as part of the nooffseason.com sports card network. And what, what we've done is we've updated the algorithm on our players tab within the Keep'em Web app. Yeah, shout out to our man, Jaritos, who's the mastermind behind this app. And what he's done, Steve, is he's uh, generated an algorithm that actually shows us the volume of yesterday's eBay best offer accepted and buy it now solds for any given player. Uh, so this is a fascinating data point to show us how many rookie cards sold for a player any given day. It updates every single day. Um, 
And right. you can see here Brock Purdy leading the pack, but look who's look who's second. Look who's second right behind Brock Purdy. It's Jordan Love here, man, with 138 solds yesterday. Um, and then we've also got the amount of cards added to the PSA database over the past seven days. Uh, and this is our seven-day rolling average of this player's rank in terms of our, our hype index that takes into account the, the team's power rankings, you know, the, the age and draft capital of the player, the, the popularity of the team as well, um, and the differential between, you know, what that player was expected to do or projected to do, you know, what were their projected fantasy points and then what did they actually, um, what did they actually earn? What did they actually output on the field? So it's actually uh, super interesting and uh, I love this new volume metric that we have so we can directly see, hey, you know, accounting for accounting for scarcity, um, this the, the, the top five here really start to make sense, um, Steve. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's a, a pretty useful indicator of who people are specifically logging in and buying, not necessarily exclusively impulse buying, but people are looking for maybe a specific card or a specific price on a card that they want. And uh, that's definitely an indicator of, uh, like you said, it's an added factor in the hype score because people are targeting that specific player that day and making offers or uh, buying a card specifically. It's interesting to me that people are buying in right now so much on Jordan Love although he is going into a very difficult matchup against Dallas in Dallas. Um, and well, maybe it's because some people believe that Mike McCarthy is a guaranteed choke. Uh, like, like the man searching for Bush and Messiah. And um, he also said Dan Campbell would give the game away. So, yeah. So, but, but I'm looking at his optic hollow, uh, I'm looking at his optic hollow like, yeah, it's not really moving a whole lot yet. But at the same time, I think this is part of why we've ha we've had so many solds for him in the last 24 hours. His prices are cheap. You know, his prices are cheap and he plays for one of the biggest fan bases. He's made the NFL. Uh, and I think when you combine those things, plus with 2020 print run numbers and, and people just go and like, wow, OK, well, I'm going to compare him to Justin Herbert and I'm going to compare him to Jalen Hurts, but we got to talk about his finger, you know, and Joe Burrow, who's out of the playoffs and talk about uh, his health and, and where his prices have fallen to. They've fallen 50%. Um, so you start to compare him to the, these other guys and then you can, and then you throw in Tua as well. And you, and you see that Tua and the Miami Dolphins have absolutely just stumbled into the playoffs. Like they're limping into the playoffs. I, I haven't seen, worst luck for a playoff team that I can remember, Steve, when, when we talk about all their injuries that they have on defense, it's absolutely wild. And yet um, Jordan Love is still cheaper, still cheaper than all these guys. And I think that's why we're seeing so many transactions right now for him. And the Dolphins are interesting because, you know, they they got hurt by Tua's injury last year and they had to rely on Skylar Thompson to take them into the playoffs. And obviously that did not go very well. Um, and then, you know, this year you've got injuries on the defense, like you said, and two of your three best offensive weapons are, are injured. And uh, I'm assuming we'll play this week, but it's not official at this point. 
So not really what you want going into the playoffs at all. Uh, but I will say I do look for a lot of PSA 10 base uh, prism rookies for the QBs in 2020. And I will say Jordan Love noticeably more expensive the past week and Tua noticeably much less expensive. Really? Not necessarily to his own fault, but uh, look at it as a good buying opportunity, I think, uh, for Tua and her, and even Love, too, whose prices are still in a reasonable range where, like I said earlier in the show, he could be a good argument for an MVP candidate, which only bodes well for future seasons as well. Yeah, I think from, from listening to uh, Matt LaFleur earlier in the week at press conferences, Jordan Love is their quarterback that they want to uh, hang their hat on moving forward. So, you know, it's um, I think you, you not only got opportunity for the playoffs right now, but Jordan Love is locked and loaded for next year, and this team's only going to get better. Um, I think you, you're so I think uh, Dontavian Wicks left after two touchdowns this past Sunday. I'm not sure what his current status is. And Romeo Dobbs was apparently coughing up blood at the at the um, at, at the end of the game last week, and he had suffered a chest injury. So I think both those guys may miss. Wicks may play, but Jaden Reed is going to be playing. He's been playing fantastic. Aaron Jones is fully healthy, and the past three weeks he is back to a full workload, uh, and the knee looks good. He's been playing really good, and I think they get Christian Watson back this week which is going to bode well for them so um so yeah i mean very very interesting matchup that i'm tempted to at least attack some overs on in that game on underdog and definitely interested in jordan love moving forward um but you mentioned uh miami and and tua and we talked about all the the injuries we're going to touch on exact injuries so defensively they're going to be without Bradley Chubb, one of their best edge rushers. Uh, he went down last week with an injury. They're going to be without Xavier Howard. They're going to be without two of their starting linebackers. Um, they're on backups across the board. I have to look at the status on Jalen Ramsey. Is he going to be playing? I mean, it, it, they've been decimated with injuries on the defense. And uh, you mentioned snowstorms, Andy. Well, not necessarily a snowstorm, but... I believe that the range of temperatures for uh, this weekend for that game is between 2 and 18 degrees. So uh, not ideal, probably less ideal for a Miami team than a Midwest team, but um, not ideal for either team realistically. Yeah, I heard the weather in Kansas City is going to be brutal. So that's kind of bodes well. I mean, you're talking about a Miami team that's used to playing in like 70 degrees is cold down here, especially in Miami. That's like another three hours south of me. Um, A-Chain, yeah, A-Chain is playing. So, yeah, he can go off for 180 and three any day. That's true. That it, That's that's very true. I'm just, I'm just concerned that the Dolphins are limping into this game here and um, – yeah, I'm I'm concerned that they're not going to be able to keep up with Kansas City or be able to stop them enough like at the end of the game. I could see one of these Buffalo Kansas City situations, but two is not Josh Allen. Two, Josh Allen's uh, is Superman, you know. It's like Tua can't do what Josh Allen does, so uh he's going to he's going to rely they rely on their speed. And when it's like 1 degree out there and potentially snowing, 
that does not go well. That does not bode well for speed, speed guys. <laughs> I don't know. This just this this is just not adding up to a great game for Miami. I'm feeling Kansas City at home here. KC's been what you would call some would call underwhelming, even though they've got a pretty good record. And for all things considered, Mahomes had a good year, just not a Mahomes good year. But this is the playoffs. This is when they tend to do what they do, KC things, and win games. So, I mean, I, I know that I'll be rooting for Miami, but I'm not going to lie if I said I wasn't worried about, uh, the, about Miami's chances of winning this game. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely worried. Uh, but I wanted to look up uh, Patrick Mahomes and see where his current market values are at because he's a guy that, you know, he's staying around that, um, I don't know, he's staying around that two or 4,000 range for his prison PSA 10, around like 2,000 or, or not 2,000, 200 for the base Donruss and... I'm curious to see if we've had any movement on him uh, now that we're in the playoffs for Mahomes. I mean, it's obviously with a pretty easy matchup. we got a nine optic ending in five minutes, currently 375. Okay. I know the tens are close to 1,000, so the nine. I saw something the other day on his Prism Silver PSA 10 that the year, year over year is down 1,100 on that card. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. I mean, it's it's established a new normal within the market. I mean, it's one of the most inflated cards going back to 2020 and 2021. You know, it's got the right combination of youth, you know, uh, championship rings, the whole nine yards. Oren, Oren, what's up, man? Oren comes in and reminds us that Tyreek Hill has a juicy revenge match here in KC. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I, I yeah, agree. so, I mean, so we know this, he respects yeah. that squad, but he's not going there to lose either. But have have you so the point total on this game? If you look at the um, the point total, super low. I think it was this one was well. I'm curious to see what this one. Okay, it's forty three point five. See, it's moved down half a point, but that is an indication uh, that they're expecting some some more severe weather. It, it was this point total. I think that I was thinking of the thirty five point five in buffalo this this game is expected to have even worse weather steve on sunday it's actually expected to be 20 to 30 mile per hour winds and obviously sub-zero temperatures uh for in in buffalo so this game <laughs> to me is even going to be more challenging for the steelers going into buffalo which makes you think if they have to rely on just running, which the Bills have done better lately, but I think if you just compare run games, Steelers, I think, actually have a better run game, and it's definitely improved. Uh, Derek nailed it right there. Najee has really picked it up, um, and who knows? Who would have thought all it took was a moderately acceptable passing game to open up the run game for them? So, uh, yeah, I think that that's – think that just people assume Buffalo. I've seen a lot of people think Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl, but I think that this may be a harder game for Buffalo than most people think. Well, uh, so it's going to be interesting because the Steelers are without T.J. Watt, 
Um, however, the, the weather is going to be an issue. Um, and the Steelers have been, they're just a really solid football organization, right? And Najee Harris has been playing really well, Steve, to you guys' point. Uh, if we pull up Najee's overall season stats, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna rank pretty well in terms of efficiency. I gotta pull up Najee because I I I believe I saw some some tweets. Yeah, okay. So he put up a le- over eleven hundred all purpose yards, eight touchdowns, not a great fantasy points per game, but I mean really solid um efficiency if you look at 255 rush attempts number 12 in evaded tackles number 10 in breakaway run rate with four uh ranking fourth in breakaway runs so 14 breakaway runs almost one per game those are runs over 15 yards i mean that's pretty solid man when he ranks seventh overall in rushing yards so overall great year with jalen warren nipping at his heels man and it, it honestly, a lot of that came in like the back third or, or quarter of the season where the first at least half of the season, neither of these guys were really doing a whole lot. And look, Jalen Warren put up almost. Yeah, I mean, he put up uh, 1,100 yards as well with four total touchdowns on 61 receptions, man. I still think this guy is a sneaky goodbye. Uh, it's interesting. He's 25 years old from undrafted from 2022 and Najee is what Najee Najee's pretty old man so he'll be 26 so Jalen Warren's pretty old too in fact I mean they're about the same age when you factor they're a year apart uh different draft classes so I I wonder if Najee Harris's rookie ticket autos are ever going to get back up into that hundred dollar range I mean even there, there was a time Steve you remember this after his rookie year just because he got so much volume and there's a lot of, um, I guess, what like, like ledge lore around the Pittsburgh Steelers running backs and stuff. So, and the fan base is just massive that Najee Harris had, let me go to the Solts because he had really expensive rookie ticket autos for a while. Yeah, and he, you know, came out the gates really strong and then you know had a bit of a dip after that so i mean that's that's a respectable price still there for a for a numbered one so there's obviously people still seeing the value and the and the production but i, I bet you could find like a base um in the 30 dollars range maybe even in an auction occasionally possibly just under that so but yeah these stuff the stub out of 22 for 38 or the playoff ticket out of 49 for 35 i mean that's pretty solid but then you have like a base going for 30. So in fact, when you see stuff like that, you're like, man, well, that um that $30 auction on Jan 7 performed pretty well. What what was the what was the seventh there? Oh, it was Sunday. So it was game day. Yeah, I mean, we've seen time and time again, right, Steve, that auctions that are well timed on game day always do better than auctions that are just ending throughout the week. Cause I mean, nothing's changed from game day till throughout the week for Najee, but these were ended on Tuesday and this was ended on game day. And these are like pretty rare cards. It, it definitely is a bit of a gamble. Well, maybe less of a gamble than you'd think, but the risk versus reward is he plays, he scores an early touchdown, something like that. Auction probably sells for maybe a little higher than it would have otherwise. But uh, the other side of it is 
He misses half the game, tweaks his quad, sits out the second half. Well, now your auction is going to take a pretty significant hit. Maybe not like, uh, you know, you're going to lose a lot of money on it, but it's obviously going to take a hit because it's hyper-relevancy. People are thinking about the last thing they saw and making an investment based on that. So uh, shout out to Kamikaze. Uh, I want to uh, address his question because I'm, I'm not sure I agree with this. I think the Steelers run offense, as we just kind of seen, has been actually pretty solid. Um, I mean, it's been about middle of the pack. So they rank 12th overall. So that's better than average um, in the run game and 17th in yards per carry which is not terrible. It's about middle of the pack. It's, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty solid considering the fact, the, the strength of their offensive line. Like if I had to rank their offensive line and look at their offensive line DVOA, it's gotta be bottom of the pack, Steve, if I had to guess. Derek said, Najee kneeling down hurts bankrolls. Yeah, man. I, my heart hurt for anyone that was, had him in best ball or in the in the finals of their playoffs where he kind of just fell down at the two to end the game rather than run it in. So, but sadly that is, that's football sometimes. Mason Rudolph, he'd been playing pretty good. It, it seems like Kenny Pickett's got, you know, a backup future at this point. I mean, it's, it looks like they've turned the page, Steve, or, or is that the same um, conclusion that you're drawing right now about the uh, Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation? It definitely seems that way. I, I, I don't know that they move on entirely from both of these guys, but I know there's been a lot of rumors about uh, Russell Wilson going to Pittsburgh. So I, I don't know how relevant or accurate those are, but um, I think as far as just the Pickett question itself, I think he's out. Yeah, I think I think he's out too, man. And it's interesting that Mason Rudolph is a 2018 um, draft class E. I mean, he's a third round pick from 2018. And look how many 2018 quarterbacks we have in the playoffs this year. We've got Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. We've got Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we've got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. I got quite a few. Did I miss any other 2018 quarterbacks? I mean, four, four 2018 quarterbacks is pretty solid, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, – and, and we've got some uh, some old-timers in here. we got Joe Flacco in here too. Joe Flacco and Matt Stafford? I got to ask you, man, um, who do you think is going to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year? Is it going to be because this is not an MVP award? When I think of rookie of the year, I just think of rookie of the year who's been the best rookie. You know, is it going to be CJ Stroud or Puka Nakua? Obviously, we've narrowed it down to these two guys, but um, Carson Wentz did, uh, Matt Stafford didn't start this past week. Carson Wentz started and got Puka his four receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown to break the rookie receiving yards record and the receptions record as a rookie. Um, and so, uh, I'm guessing it's, it could be Puka, but then I then again I look at C.J. Stroud and everything he's done with all the injuries that they've had, man, throughout the year, including C.J. Stroud missing a couple games from a concussion. Uh, I got to think that 
it's going to be really close. And he made the playoff. So there's another stat, Steve. Check this out, man. This stat is amazing. This is from NFL Research on uh let me see if i could let me see if i could pull it up real quick but this is on nfl research um about cj stroud okay i wrote it down earlier because this is just like mind-blowing dude okay only three quarterbacks in nfl history have led the league in passing yards per game and also touchdown to interception ratio per game in the same season only three quarterbacks have ever done this in nfl history one joe montana in 1989 two tom brady in 2007 and number three cj stroud in 2023 is that not unreal or what dude that's definitely impressive that's definitely impressive no i mean that uh to say that he didn't have an exceptional season would be uh would be a lie but i think that uh i don't know i i think that it's really close to almost too too close to call i would honestly give it to puka personally you know those are two long-standing records i mean the the records that he beat were literally hall of famers that that he beat to get that record so uh like you said qb usually gets the favoritism in most of these awards so uh stroud may get it uh but uh, I sent you a sheet a couple weeks ago, and uh, if you look at the QBR or raw QBR for Stroud, he's actually like 15th of active quarterbacks. So he does have like the volume to put up a heavy stat sheet, but there's also, you know, some hidden stats in there that would say that um, it wasn't it was it was elite, but it wasn't S tier elite. Really. Let me pull him up on. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna pull the guy up on. Um, I'll send you um, the the QBR link. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested because I feel like QBR doesn't take. You know, it doesn't take everything into uh, consider. I guess everybody's QBR is a little bit different, right? Like PFF is more film study based. Uh, some other maybe more analytical based. Um, just based on like raw numbers, you know, co- uh, true completion percentage. You know, this he so he ranks number seven in fantasy points per game. That's been fantastic. Uh, it's been close for me. But what I want to look at here is his is his passing efficiency. Uh, so his efficiency in terms of yards per attempt. It's been throwing the ball deep. He's been throwing the ball deep. He's also now let's look at his completion. Um, play action and pressured. Obviously, that's that's not top. That's not top red zone. But look at where his deep ball's at. Number five, dude, almost 50%. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you look at this, true completion, 68.3. This is number 30. And then pressured, 25. Play action, number 28. Red zone, number 26. So he's not um, not popping in any of those charts, but his EPA is off the charts. His production premium is off the charts. So he's literally just in, in clutch situations. He's just um, he's he's executing. Look at his money throws. 20, 24 money throws, which ranks fifth at the position. And how about um, since we're on the topic of Stroud, but we also talked about someone that's connected to Stroud, and we've talked about this guy since twenty twenty uh, in Nico Collins. And did he not just have a massive game last week? Uh, I'm just saying. 
if you're late to the party, it's okay. Just don't not go, you know? Yeah, I don't I have not looked at the reception perception uh data on on Puka um Derek, but yeah, Nico went nuclear. And that just goes to show you, man, if if he is the guy, like I, I do get concerned a little bit about Nico's volume if you have a healthy Tank Dell and a healthy Noah Brown. Uh I see a little bit more balanced game, but if though any like any of those guys go down. All of a sudden, everything gets funneled to Nico, and he's been phenomenal as a big body wide receiver. He's totally outperformed all of his expectations, and we saw a big volume spike on him through keep him on uh, from Saturday. In fact, he had the most solds out of anybody. If you look at it, if you look at it right now, Steve, check this out, Nico is right there behind Amon Ross St. Brown in the right. 2021 class, man. Nice. Yeah. And his hype rank average has actually been 20.71, so he hasn't been a guy that's consistently up at the top like Amon Ra, who's been an average rank of 8.7. You know, he's he's been more of an average rank of 20. But like I said, man, I think – this is a highly concentrated offense that wants to throw the ball deep. And CJ Stroud's been really good at that. So I think you're going to have a much bigger market for Nico heading into next year. So he's a guy that like, I feel sniping at will is always a good idea. And, you know, there are some, some crazy, not even crazy, but crazy for a couple weeks ago, sales I've seen for some of his stuff, but Andy, there was a Nico I linked you uh, that I linked in the chat after at halftime of that game, wondering if it had sold yet. But there was a cracked ice rookie ticket auto for $79 that sat for three weeks unbought. And then during the game last week, somebody finally bought it. Yeah, it sold right away, didn't it? Which is interesting. Yeah, it took that that week eighteen the playoff push to get those going for him. Um, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see something like this. It's going to be close. Do you think someone makes a bid? This ends in an hour and a half. It's an immaculate out of ninety nine. That's got a rookie auto, decent patches. Here's the but it's thing at 125, about, man. I, I don't think that it couldn't sell for 125, but the problem with these kind of auctions, and we've we've talked about this many a times, but you start an auction at 125 and you might have to relist it 15 times to sell it at that price. But if you list it at a dollar, it will get to the about price that it should go for. And I think that that's like in this range, but like 100 to 125 like it inevitably will be more if he continues playing like this but um 125 isn't even that bad of a price for a card like that yeah i don't think so it says I, you know what and there is a best offer button i mean shoot the guy hmm. 75 see what he said yeah there you go there you go it's such a big disparity between that and something that we know has some scarcity to it that goes pretty high when you talk about trevor lawrence justin fields you know guys in that range I, I know both those guys markets are down but generally speaking especially if you get a, a psa 10 on a prism silver 
then that card all of a sudden goes Especially for pretty well. From 2021, Andy. Yeah, because the grade rate is so the hit rate is so low. And and it's and it, I think we thought. I mean, obviously, there's fewer Trevor Lawrence's that we saw, but if you look at just about any player that has graded tens, I mean, the the number is very very low. Yeah, yeah, 2021 is brutal. I, I'm already seeing top to bottom centering off, back centering off, left to right. It looks like top to bottom on the back too. So it's like, eh, it's not going to get a 10. So you're trying yeah. to flip it raw. And then, you know, I, I guess it's a decent, you, you could, if you want to put in the legwork, maybe sell it for five bucks or something. But here, here's one. It's got seven bids. It's got, but it's got a nice little dollar shipping price tag. That's ending an hour 45. This one also looks much better. better centering. <laughs> yeah. Much better centering. The back is better, but not great. But sometimes, like, PSA will overlook the back. I've seen nines from 2021 Prism that are pretty off-center from PSA. I think that yeah. they've taken into consideration that they're just – that's just how the set was printed, like a vast majority of them. So I don't know if I agree with that entirely, but um, if a vast majority – of the better condition cards are slightly off center then that is i guess the standard for that set now do you think the uh do you, do you think the houston texans can come into um uh, cleveland and win they definitely can um i don't know that they will i think this cleveland saga is is an interesting one and uh you know i think stroud has Definitely made a lot of new fans up to this point, but I think that uh, they do bow out early and uh, become like a mainstay probably in the playoff push for obviously the next few years, maybe longer. I forget that they're actually playing in Houston because Houston actually won the AFC South division and obtained the number four seed. So in fact, they're they're playing in Houston in the Dome, so they get a home game. They don't have the weather concerns. Cleveland's got to travel, and they didn't start any of their starters. Well, oddly enough, they start. They played Elijah Moore six snaps. Did you see this? So Elijah Moore got this gnarly concussion in Week 17, to but but somehow he cleared the protocol, played six snaps while the rest of the starters rested. Very, very strange. I, I am assuming he's back to normal role this week, but really weird. Um, I don't know what was going maybe, on. Maybe there. there's a superstition about dressing for the previous game uh, because the previous game for everyone else was the week before, whereas he was injured, it sounds like. Bonus, he said. Maybe. That's possible. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Well, you know, Kansas City didn't even start uh, Travis Kelsey to get him his uh, 1,000 receiving yards. So, you know. I'm sure the 25 million from the uh, pharmaceutical commercials probably set him up pretty good. So he probably wasn't losing any sleep over that. Yeah, probably wasn't. So, so do you think with with that information, do you think there's a shot for the Texans here, or are you pretty much? going with the browns the brownies 
Yeah, I, I am going with the Browns. I do think Browns and Ravens play, but um, this is an interesting game, and it's not one that if you're throwing a wager down, you should feel really good about either side. This is a very, very good defense that has become a good offense with Joe Flacco uh, playing against one of the most electric QBs in the league right now, and week to week he could do just about anything. Uh, so we'll see. I think that this is another case of experience wins. You know, the the young up-and-coming rookie goes home in round one only to be better year two, year three, year four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, that makes sense. I mean, it's just impressive that he's made it there with first-year head coach, uh, all the youth that they've had on the team and, and a rookie quarterback. And it's not like they've had the best offensive line. It's not like they've had much of a run game. I mean, they've totally written off Damian Pierce. So it's pretty much a Devin Singletary show there now. And, um, you know, their their run offense ranks 30th. And But, you know, the defense has been solid. The run defense has been great. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. You know, the Browns uh, passing offense has been a lot better with Joe Flacco. The protection rate hasn't been fantastic for him. But that guy hangs in the pocket like nobody's business. He he's he's on YOLO, right? I mean, this he knows this is his last chance run at, at pretty much the NFL. I don't know. I mean, he seems to be doing pretty good right now. He might run it back another year or something. He's thirty eight, right? So he could run it back a little bit more. Um, yeah. So this is super super interesting. I'm I'm gonna root for the Texans here though. I'm gonna go contrarian and go with the underdog in this game rooting for the Texans and and uh hoping that CJ Stroud keeps that keeps the Cinderella story alive for the rookie. Yeah, the 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 prospect of Flacco playing against his former team seems all too uh palatable to think that they don't somehow win that game. Let's see what we got ending tonight for CJ Stroud. Certified ballers patch out of 149. Just a plain patch. Yeah, you know it's not from any game or or event. Doesn't even, you know, it's like this does this does nothing for me. It's kind of cool, certified ballers, but for does it have a picture in the back? Let's see. I mean, the, Cert the certified is actually one of the few sets that actually has like some semblance of a chance the patch was worn. Uh, this one doesn't look like it was, but no. Okay. They do actually have some that are uh, from these sets. I don't know if that's not from the new 2023 set for that matter, but over the years, they've definitely had some, some player worn stuff. I was actually, um, you know, cause historically, you can you could tell the difference between a base and a prism card by not only looking for the rainbow shine on the front, like I'm talking about it, not not necessarily certified, but just like a chrome finished card, like mosaic. But then I had a couple of people comment and say, Well, they all say prism on the back in 2023. And so I wasn't aware of this. Well, this one doesn't. I think it's maybe just the prism set. That's what I my response was. Well. I'm guessing that it's just the prism set that that probably put prism on the back somewhere because it's from the prism set, you know. So I gotta find one now. 
Yeah, the hollow cards are always going to have, well, the hollow parallels are always going to have the prism in that font that Andy will show you in a second here. There we go. Well, I want to see if if that text is in, is in fact on the back. Okay, okay. yeah. See, I look. This is a base mosaic. This is not so a silver what, prism mosaic. Wasn't it 2017 select or maybe 2018 select that they yeah. had the same problem? They did the same thing. Yeah, they screwed up. So this one is not the horizontal. It's the vertical. And it does say prism at the top in small text above Panini. But it should just say mosaic because it's not. This, see, this is not a prism card. This is a base. And see, the, this does not help out like new sellers on eBay. Obviously, this guy got it right. He's got 100% positive feedbacks. Shout out to Clearcut Clear Cut Clay, tongue twister of a, a store name. But um, obviously, he's running his store right. And But this th that is a mistake by Panini right there because that should not be saying prism because this is not a silver prism card. It's just a base card. Yeah, that's that's a big, uh, that's a big screw up there. And, and you know, good on this seller and, and anyone else that has these listed for being honest, because uh, whether it was done not intentionally or intentionally, there's definitely people that are probably putting prism in the description for ones that it shouldn't be in there. And here's this true silver prism. This is what the actual prism looks like. You know, you get that rainbow shine on the fronts, good lighting there, really highlighting that. So see, there's no, there's no difference in this card. I didn't realize they they screwed up. Panini screwed up doing that. You, you think that with the uh, the the looming lawsuit and all that, they just got these cards out quick, and it was too so costly of a mistake to to go back and do them all over. I do, man. I do, and I think that's why you saw a massive quality increase from what I've seen so far in Donruss, the twenty twenty three Donruss. Now I haven't. I got. I actually have my hands on a blaster box right here i got my hands on a 2023 prison blaster disappointed there's no autos or um uh serial number cards in this but we're gonna look for some blaster exclusive there all right and uh yeah i i do think that they increased the quality on these last per, uh these last sets donruss and prism now that some of the pressure is off of their neck. <laughs> yeah. And the, the 20, I mean, a prism set has always had some degree of centering issues, but the 21s were just, I don't know. It shouldn't be that way, but so skewn in the bad direction than good. What do you like the, the prism silver parallels this year? I do. Uh, they they kind of remind me of the XRCs from Select uh, in the design and the photo style. Yeah, so I, I do like them. I don't know exactly how rare they actually are, but um, they're nice. I like them. Right, or they're I, I called them parallels. They're actually very photo variation. So that's the main photo. I think this is one of the best photo variations they've done in recent history. They didn't do one in 2020 with Prism. Then they did do one with 2021 and 2022. So I I like this version of it. It's almost like a combination of a black Prism. And like you said, kind of like an XRC feel, 
with also the portrait feel from Donruss that you get with the Prism brand. I think it's a nice combination. Yeah, it's it's good looking. I I, I don't know exactly how rare these are. I, I think that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, unless they're exceptionally rare, like four fifty is is not a a good long-term price like that might be what they're going for now but uh if you look at like a raw photo variation prism of like burrow from 2020 it's it's probably like a 60 70 card i always thought that these flashbacks to, to the 2012 prism set would do better man and and they they seem to do worse i mean they're still popular right especially when it comes to cj stroud at least, I mean, $226 for the silver here in an auction that ended today. But look at the look at the base silver raw, $435 in auction. So those buy it now guys have got their cards listed appropriately. I mean, these cards are going for a lot. I just I was just curious to see what what type of designation they put on the back of this card for it being a silver. Was was there anything? No, there's not. There's, I mean, they got Prism at the top, but that's the brand. Uh, so now I'm going to go look up a, just a base Prism for CJ Stroud and see what we got. You know what they need to bring back, and that's the the very rare inserts, like pack odds where it says like one in fifteen thousand packs, like those kind of rares, like. It's cool to have case hits and all, but uh, make it a real chase card that Backyard Breaks doesn't pull a week into the release. Huh. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, man. Look, this is the base prism for CJ Stroud. No prism text on the back of the card at the top. So they really did just screw up with Mosaic. They just screwed up. And they just like they did with Select a couple years ago. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But uh, if you're looking at buying his base stuff, obviously make sure what you're buying is uh, is correct. And if you're looking to buy the silver, make sure you're not buying the base and not the silver. Make sure you're looking at the front of the card, get some proper angles and refractions so you know that it is, in fact, the short print version. There you go. There you go. All right, Steve, so, so let's move so you're on. You're going uh, Houston, I'm going Browns. Yeah. Are we uh, Are we going to – did you say again who you had from the KC game or are we going to run through that one? I'm going I'm going with KC. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with KC at home in that one because of all the, the injuries to Miami. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with Texans. You're going Browns. I'm going – we're both going KC. Uh, Bills, Steelers. I think I'm going Bills again. You know, I just look at Josh Allen. I look at the the Steelers without TJ Watt, and I just look at uh, how big of an impact that has made before um, for the Steelers. And I look at the Bills playing at home here and their element. They're charged up. Josh Allen is Superman. I think he's going to run the ball another 15, 20 times in this game. If, if he's good to go like he normally is, then, I mean, he's another guy that's going to get MVP votes, Steve. I mean, they've been on a heater. Their defense has been playing a lot better lately. I think the Bills have won the last five in a row. Yeah, look at that. So it's actually when I was thinking about the Cowboys on the last five in a row, 
it's the Bills that have won the last five in a row. And they and, and that game they lost to Philly, they could have very what about haven't uh haven't the Steelers won four or five in a row too? Maybe it's four. Yeah, the Steelers are on a tear right now. Last three, three since Mason Rudolph took over. I mean the the Ravens game is whatever, you know. And yeah, Bengals and uh, Seahawks maybe not not the toughest opponents, but they've won three in a row. But that's hard to take away from from a team. So, I mean, this this is true. This is kind of the environment that Josh Allen thrives in. But he's also prone to one of those massive meltdown games. So, I haven't decided yet. But I one of the teams I might pick for my upset this week might be the Steelers. I'm still 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 marinating on it. He ran the ball 15 times last week. I don't I don't see a way he doesn't run the ball at least eight and a half times in this game. They want it so bad. Josh Allen wants to win so bad. And if the weather's 20, 30 miles per hour, you know, I, I it was a good game out of Steph Diggs this past week, but you don't really know what kind of game you're gonna get out of the receivers sometimes and throwing the ball in those conditions. I just feel like this prop for Josh Allen on rushing should be smashed over on underdog fantasy. Interesting. Yeah, it seems like a lot, but uh, let's see. What other than last week, what's what's it been like? I don't I don't have his rushing attempts, but I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, I know he he had to. I have to, I have to go pull him up now. Because it's, it's had to have been uh, yeah, more than so eleven last week, five the week before, eight the week before that, ten the week before that, and nine the week before that. But if you go back week eleven through one, the earl- earlier in the year, it was like five, four, seven, two, four. So he, at this point, I think realizes he has to do. <laughs> a little more to to keep them in it that's what I, yeah that's what i'm saying man man he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year uh so <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not i'm not betting on interceptions here but that that's not a bad pick especially especially with this kind of wind uh i i do like the rushing line though i just like the yardage or the rushing attempts, um, either one. I like. I, I think I'll just go with the yardage because he could rip this off in one run. You know, two runs. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Underdog uh, fantasy promo code quest guys. You can follow along. Uh, you get that in- instant. This, they're not doing up to five hundred anymore, but they're still doing up to a hundred. We are parlaying a lot of our our uh, card bets and uh team team wagers on underdog fantasy prop bets and we've done pretty well uh yeah like good, might, really good season might have cashed out a couple of your dollars there but i think that uh on the season we're up what 10x probably last as of last week yeah oh, yeah yeah we're about yeah 10x yes sir yes sir so we 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 hit on the Packers and the Cowboys at the beginning of the stream. I think we both agreed on the uh, Cowboys here, but definitely a fun game to target overs in uh, the Jerry Dome. 
Uh, and then Rams at Detroit, another one in a dome. Super fun storyline here with Matt Stafford going back to Detroit. And uh, Steve, I got to ask you, what, what do you think would happen if you took Puka? And I don't want to take anything away from Puka because he's been a fantastic rookie. But if you take him out of the, out of the Rams offense and put him on the Falcons or put him on the Jets, what what happens to him? What do you think happens? And swap him, swap him for Drake London, or swap him for Garrett Wilson on on the Rams. Do you think London or Garrett Wilson would have been able to outproduce Puka, or is Puka really the next the next coming, the next great wide receiver in the league? Man, I don't, I don't know if you watched any of. I don't know how much of the games you watch versus Stat Check, or if you're a red zone guy, but. He puts on some incredible plays, man, and I, I do think he's the real deal. I, I don't know that anyone could do well on the Falcons, to be honest with you, just because of the low volume. But um, I do think that he would have outperformed Drake London, given a swap, 100%. Okay. Um, I'm really, really interested to see that because I got to think that – just from like a, a speed and explosiveness standpoint, I feel like London and Garrett Wilson would be better than him in that same situation. And then I go back and I look at the fact that Matt Stafford has elevated wide receivers to some of the best seasons in their career. Uh, so Matt Stafford helped Kenny Galladay become a household name for a season and go on to get a massive contract with the New York Giants. What about Marvin Jones, who went on to get a big contract with the um, with the Jags? And what about Golden Tate? Hmm. So he propelled yeah, Golden yeah, a Tate. a couple of decent years. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Johnson, who's now a Hall of Famer. And then Cooper Cup, who had two such seasons of elite production and records broken. And now we have Puka. So... That's a lot of wide receivers that Matt Stafford has literally elevated to all pro pro bowl status, you know? So I, I got to think that, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Puka's. He's been fantastic as a rookie, but I think that's one more notch in the um, CJ Stroud category for rookie of the year, just because Matt Stafford has been on fire. Yeah, you can't. You can't take anything away from Stafford. He's He's been really good for a really long time. He's a warrior. He plays through injuries. Uh, but I think that, you know, just because he's made some guys look good uh, doesn't necessarily mean Puka's not good. Like, no one's saying that because Cooper Cup had an amazing year that Cooper Cup's not good, you know. I think I might have been one of the only people in our live debate that thought uh, Puka was going to have a better year. Uh, early early in the season, and uh, that, that definitely shown through. So I think that he is the real deal, and uh, I hope that Stafford sticks around long enough to keep you know, getting these guys the ball because it's just a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Derek thinks he's winning the chip. He thinks he's winning the chip. I think he called Rams-Browns. Yeah, there's a – there's an interesting play in uh, if the Lions win, if they were to go on to play Cleveland, 
because neither of these teams have won in so long or ever that it would mean that at least one of the two gets a, a Super Bowl finally. So yeah, that, that's another interesting one to watch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's part of the reason why I'm rooting for the Texans too. I, I would like to see some teams that have never gotten a championship get a championship. That would be cool. Especially the Lions, man. You just got to – and I was going to say, you know, Dan Campbell should win uh, Coach of the Year. He's been really great. But then why why he decided to um, keep Sam Laporta in the game and, and Sam Laporta got hurt, man. He should have rested his starters in Week 18. That was probably not the smartest move. But there's apparently Sam Laporta may – play this weekend i highly doubt it because if you saw the injury it looked like he tore his acl or something but he got lucky and it was just a knee hyperextension with a, a bone bruise I, I can't imagine he recovers in a week from that but hey man you know maybe he is a, he is a, he is an incredible athlete There's definitely some controversy there with with playing your starters in a game that is somewhat meaningless. I mean, they they didn't have a lot to gain. I mean, the what it would have taken for them to get the number two seed was a lot of things that were unlikely to happen as it is. So uh, I, I do disagree with their – or if you could say how much they played the starters, I think it was kind of unnecessary. But uh, the man's a risk taker, and part of taking risks is why – that team is is winning as it is as successful as it is so i guess you got to take the good with the bad are you uh, are you okay with buying base stafford cards man i'm seeing a ton of georgia bulldogs college uniform stafford cards i'm like where's the pro uniform cards here we go i found a tops finest which i do like this card oh, man i love that year finest man i'm so tempted to buy one you know matt stafford went to high school here in tampa Oh, nice. Yeah, so he's actually local to Tampa with the University of Georgia. The dude's tough as nails. I mean, he's a great, great passer. So I'm, I, I got to get me a Stafford for my collection. So I've been stalking these more and more. And I really do like the top's finest. I would love to get something, though, with some shine, some refractor. I wonder if there's any Matthew Stafford 2009. I, I can tell you that refractors, uh, well, the Topps Chrome refractors are actually not too expensive. Uh, and then the X-Fractors start getting a little more expensive. But if, if you actually find like the serial numbered ones like that, <laughs> they're, they're really expensive. A green Chrome. I'd have to crack that out of that. And submit it to like CGC or somebody. Hmm. I mean, those are they're nice cards. Uh, there's there's a green raw. I wouldn't even mind it raw. Get it raw, and then I could examine it and decide if I want to get it graded, or uh, or or just put it on the wall. Ooh, man, I love me a good X fractor. Yeah, you can you can find. I'm pretty sure you can find those for quite a bit uh, less. I want the finest though, man. I really like the finest with the yard hash marks in the background. 
from this set this set this year i i freaking love that set and finest man it's there's a nostalgia factor there that uh that needs to be fulfilled you know because it's not it's not available anymore you know yeah no you're right uh, i think i'm having a little technical difficulty with um player search on there no problem <clears throat> I can't recall it. I think they did, but uh, be curious to see what a rookie ticket auto price would be for Stafford. Hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine the grade rate's going to be high on that. It's going to be probably going to be super low. Let's see. And you know, back then those were much more rare than than now. They're cool, man. They look so much more like a an, an actual ticket, though. Horizontal I think it's format, like a loading screen on a video game. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, you talk about quarterbacks. I mean, good lord, if we had a CJ Stroud rookie ticket auto right now, that thing would cost you an arm and a leg. I mean, it'd probably probably be like five grand or something. Yeah. No, you're based on you know? what everything else we've seen here. Yeah, on. so so for me to pick up a Matt Stafford one for 150 bucks, I mean it's not bad at all, man. No, and we we mentioned this a few weeks ago too. Like if you're buying for even for investments or you're just buying for yourself, like sometimes these older guys are the buy because uh the the amount of people going out to get them isn't nearly as high. Now Stafford might be like middle of the road for that argument because he's maybe on the road to the Super Bowl potentially, but um, but still a good buy. He's a guy that has done enough in the league to be sought after, like even after he's done playing. 115 on January 1st. It's only going to go up from there. So honestly, the, um, the 150 is not a bad price on that raw rookie ticket auto. The PSA 9 sold for 275 that's interesting. So the there's a raw one on here for 150. We've got nine data at 275 just yesterday. I gotta think that the raw one should go for more than 150, closer to the nine. But it seems like people are maybe considering the eights more closer, uh, closely correlated to the raw here than than the nines. And don't forget, this is a much older card and eights are going to be you know the the grade starts to matter a bit more when you're talking about sheer dollar amount whereas you have the mass printed cards that you have now and you have uh nines being more correlated with uh, a raw price versus i think with the older cards the older it gets the grade and uh, raw correlation continues to go down yeah for sure like if you had a fit 1950 something mantle like a raw version would be like a two probably you know that and it becomes so much about grade chasing at that point than it does the actual uh card because there's only that one card <laughs> Right. And, and that's what makes, that's a good and bad of 
the new hobbies. You have sometimes too many choices. So Lavar says that 49ers are going to the Super Bowl 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now they're definitely the, the favorites. So are the Ravens. I got to think the Ravens look unstoppable right now, too. Um, I, I like to go with contrarian plays because there's always a team from one side that makes it from all the way from the wild card round all the way because they're running hot. So, and I like to root for the underdogs in this case. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for my team here, Tampa, Monday night. <laughs> obviously um steve and we got uh so so this rams lions game is kind of it's kind of up in the air who who are you feeling in this game the line looks like it's moved uh, a little bit but oh man obviously the little porta injury is uh, unfortunate and, and maybe he plays maybe he doesn't i i don't think him not playing is oops you know the end all if you will Andy showing off his new physique there. Uh, I, I don't think Laporta not playing is the end all. If you look at how well they played before uh, he joined the team or before they implemented him into the offense, even uh, they were they were still playing really well too. So obviously it only helps if he plays, but uh, I still think they have a good game. And I, I don't know, man. This is it's very sad to me that these two teams are playing this early because these are two teams i wanted to root for and you know i've been on the rams all season uh so sad to see i, I do hope lions win because i'd like to see like a lions kc rematch from earlier in the year but um man it's gonna be really close i could see it being like a last drive type thing but i'll, I'll go ahead and go with the lions here yeah you know i'm gonna root for the lions but um yeah, I'll just, I'll just I'll go with you. I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions at home as well. Um, I was trying to be slick about it, and I was gonna I'm t- I was teeing up uh, a promotion for our sponsor right after that segment, but clearly uh, I couldn't I couldn't pull it off. I was like, my I got to get a new mouse, man. Like, there's sometimes the button clicks, and sometimes the button doesn't, and it's really annoying. And this time, it just um, it just totally. <laughs> made me very not smooth very rough so anyways let's uh shout out to our our sponsor for this show empower men the 90-day transformation and community for the everyday busy professional men guys if you want to uh join me in this program uh this is the program that i use to lose roughly 40 pounds in the last two months gain energy feel young again get my confidence up um, they even guarantee your results so you get your money back. So um, there is a link in the description below. I also posted another link in Patreon that you can get uh, even more off. But uh, the link in the description below will get you $150 off your own health and wealth transformation. I mean, if you have goals you want to hit in terms of, of fitness, in terms of health, in terms of finances, the, you're going to get there on this program. I at 100% guarantee it because at first I didn't think I was going to get any health or fitness uh, success, but um, uh, I'll be damned, man. Here I am uh, two months later and I've lost nearly 40 pounds, dude. And it really has not been uh, too difficult. I've just, they've held me accountable and they've really made it easy for me. So uh, yeah, yeah, check it out. Congrats to you on that. And, uh, 
and and I can tell you this, you know, as someone that you know is pretty active in the gym myself and is strict about what I eat, it's it's very hard in the beginning, uh, but it just becomes normal, just like anything else. So, uh, Andy, congrats on your success, and cheers to uh, more of it going forward. If you guys haven't seen his success photos from the video the other night, you could just see them see it in the man's face uh, over the past few weeks, few months that um, he's doing good things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh it's the real deal. So, yeah, appreciate Empower Men for sponsoring the show and uh check out that link in the description below, guys. It'll get you 150 off. Uh if you're a premium member, the one in the Discord will actually get you $250 off right now of their 90-day program. It's just a temporary thing because they are a uh, a new business getting started. So, as they get ramped up, Obviously, it's going to go up. So if you're looking to make a change in your health, fitness, uh, or finances, that is the place to go. And I'm on their accountability call, so you can be accountable with me. So I'm still grinding day in, day out, Steve. I still got uh, quite a ways to go, man. I guess I'll just go ahead and throw it up. But there's my there's my uh, photo from the first 60 days. Nope. I know Derek likes seeing the nipples anyways. So Nothing there's uh, on day right, one, 250 this was just monday i took the picture on the right and there's uh side we picture have, we don't have any picture Andy. oh you don't have any picture good good lord man i'm trying to be uh there you go a good broadcaster auto pick andy at his finest uh, you know what 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 can you expect so there's my front picture with empower men after uh 60 days and so yeah i still want to lose some more weight though i want to see how lean i can really get in probably by summertime and we're gonna keep going at it man so Whoa. but yeah look at that back photo i'm like wow dude i lost i was i was big man i lost a lot of weight and i, I used to have a lot of back pain too and probably because i sat in this chair a lot but uh my back pain is almost all gone now my back doesn't hurt at all so i'm feeling really good uh so shout out to empower men guys definitely check it out if you want to make a change <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling a uh for my june visit there may have to be a fantasy card quest flex off perhaps <laughs> all right man keep grinding because i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep grinding they're they, they keep me that's what i love about their program the most is that i go to these uh zoom accountability calls and they're like well this is what you committed you committed to work out four times you committed to um you know to eat healthy have you have you done it and so if you show up to it of course you want to do it you don't want to tell them no you know no i've been a slacker i haven't done anything this week <laughs> it's uh it's rough if you do that i did that for the first week and i'm like i'm not doing that again i'm <laughs> i'm gonna be the guy you know to set the set the pace and be a good example and be accountable uh so that you know it's hard to be accountable to your self especially when you're used to eating so badly and not exercising or anything and and so that's why their program is so clutch. Like, man, you're going to get results because you show up to the call and it's like, yeah, uh, I did what I said I was going to do. And and you do the call every week. So it's you don't have to go like, you know, three, four weeks before someone's like, hey, man, have you been? It's like having a gym partner, you know. But ever since COVID, you know, I don't have a gym partner anymore. Plus, I, I work at home and I have young children and got the, you know, quest and full-time jobs. So there's a lot going on. I just work out here at the house. They just 
created a workout plan for me to do here at the house with dumbbells and stuff. So hell yeah, man. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Derek. We gotta get you on Empower Men, man. When you get your your back fixed up, brother, we gotta get you on there. Uh, cause we we can't be having you with a messed up back anymore, man. And I feel like if you lost like uh, a good like probably the same as me, man. You probably were way the same as me because I've seen you on camera before. Um, we probably get you looking lean, mean, and no more back pain machine. And you know that the uh, the entertainment value of these conference calls would go through the roof with Derek. It would, man. That's that would be fun too because there's like it's just me and one other guy usually, or sometimes it's just uh, the two guys and me and and two other guys. Uh, so look, Derek's 295 is perfect, brother. Perfect. So yeah, it's a small group right now. So I mean, it's literally I've been one of their first beta testers and it's just, uh, they're just getting it off the ground. So, um, I'm really like excited and, and proud of what they're doing, man. It's like, it's really cool. So I would love for some other guys on the quest to, to join me. Cause I mean, I want to keep going till summertime and I would, it would be awesome to have some other guys help keep me motivated and we all you know keep going on this together but uh but yeah so so monday night buccaneers eagles big game they were in tampa this this game is going to get i think create an uproar in the chat because i think the bucks are going to win and but i think it's for good reason man i think the eagles we don't is jalen hurts even playing i mean that the finger injury was significant I think I saw that he was planning to play on the scene. So, so you got We got to check the status of not only Jalen Hurts. We have to check the status of Devonta Smith, AJ Brown. We we also have to uh, check the status of Cam Jurgens, and the the defensive secondary for the Eagles is decimated. They've been one of the worst in the league over the past six weeks, and this is potentially Mike Evans' last game as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And he's got 300-yard games in his repertoire all day. And Chris Godwin, ever since his wife lit into the coaching staff back in December, he, he's been on fire. It was interesting. I saw a tweet where uh, before Chris Godwin's wife reached out to the coaching staff on Instagram, December 7th, Chris Godwin's target share was 20%. After that, his target share has been 28% on average, which is an elite category i still think mike evans this could be potentially his last game as a buccaneer contract negotiations stalled at the beginning of the year he's had to hit the free agency market i think he's due a big payday from a team that's a legit contender like the chiefs and um so i think this is likely his last game as a buccaneer i could see him going all it's monday night football against an eagle secondary that has allowed what 30 three points per game over the past six weeks. I mean, obviously a lot of this is hinging on Baker Mayfield. We don't 100% know what we're going to get, but more often than not, he's been really scrappy, really solid this year. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think the bucks are going to win this. And the other thing is if you look at Jalen hurts, if he is playing, Steve, is he playing? He's playing. Okay. That's that's great because you know what? What else I saw? Jalen Hurts numbers against the Blitz this year. Look that up. It's been awful. He's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league under pressure. 
and the Eagles running backs don't pass protect well. That that's a fact. And you know what the Bucks do a lot? They blitz. Todd Bowles is going to be bring blitz after blitz after blitz after blitz. So good luck, uh, Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Our run game, our run defense is solid. I think this is a I think this is a uh, Tampa Bay victory. That would be glorious, man. That that would be exciting. Uh, there's probably, as far as momentum goes, not a team you'd want to play any more than the Eagles, who have like probably the most negative momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, but the scary part about it is on the other side of the coin is they're still the Eagles and capable of very, very dangerous things on that offense. So uh, they got to get up on them early, Andy, and, and just keep laying on them, you know. Even if they got to run it in up by three touchdowns like the Saints, uh, just to rub it in a little bit. So, yeah, man, that'd be great. I think that uh, I hope Tampa wins. And uh, let's see, who, who do they go on to play then uh, from there? So, like, kind of like the Texans, they got the number four seed just uh, by winning the division. So, they would go on to play. Let's see. I have another bracket that actually has the, the seeds. Here we go. If I can get my get this get this thing. There we go. Uh so if 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 they win if they beat the Eagles or yeah, if they beat the Eagles, you know, the top seed plays bottom seed. So I guess it I guess it depends on who wins. Like if LA win if LA beats Detroit. Then they go because we're obviously we're we're counting on Dallas to win here, so it wouldn't be Dallas San Fran. It would probably be if LA wins, they go to San Fran. If Tampa wins, they go to Dallas. Okay. So we're likely going to play <laughs> Dallas in the divisional round. That, that that didn't go so well last year, unfortunately. I was I was in Florida for that game last last january and that was terrible to watch yeah <laughs> uh the bears are gonna sign gabe davis well gabe davis is gonna be a free agent after this year is that right? i haven't seen anything about that no i mean so mooney's gonna be free agent gabe davis is gonna be a free agent i think gabe davis is like a homer i, I don't i think he'll take a team-friendly deal and just stay with the the bills honestly I do think Mooney will go. I I don't think so. I don't think Gabe Davis has proved any any reason. I don't think he's proved anybody in the NFL that he's worth a wide receiver one B contract. I don't know. I don't think so. He's you know he's a he's a perfect guy for a team that needs guys that can catch the ball like uh, the Chiefs. <laughs> or the some- obviously the Bengals aren't going to be able to afford keep T Higgins. That's so true. maybe Gabe Davis signs with the Bengals on like a team friendly deal. Ooh. I could see that. Damn, that would be juicy. I love Gabe Davis. If he comes here, I I I, I would say his fantasy stock is through the floor, but uh, I like Gabe Davis. I wouldn't be mad about it. Where do you want to see Mooney go? Man, uh, you know, if we end up keeping fields, um, then I hope we do let Mooney go do his thing. But if we upgrade 
to someone who's a, a passer, first runner, second, then I actually wouldn't mind keeping them. But um, there's a lot of people speculating that the commanders and bears might trade picks, uh, depending on what they're willing to give up, allowing the commanders to get Caleb Williams, bears to get a Hall and Marvin Harrison. So I'd actually prefer that. Mm. I don't think the bears are keeping fields anymore, though. I felt pretty good about it until this last week. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, the vibe just wasn't there. I know, man. This week 18 vibe, I'm just feeling totally different about it now. Now I'm like, especially because you guys fired your offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, but you kept Eberflus, which makes sense because he is a defensive-minded coach and your defense really came alive um, and had a good season. So I just think the new offensive coordinator comes in and obviously he's going to be the one calling plays. And I don't know who you guys are going to pick up, but I feel like it's going to be one of those things where we want a new quarterback. Like we want to, we want a new quarterback. Let's make a package deal, which and trade Justin Fields while we can still get some pretty good value for him and just start over fresh with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I, I think that a package, much like we had with the Panthers, is a very realistic possibility. I mean that is just about as good as stealing if you look at the outcome of that. And if you could pull it off again, uh, the fleecing that you'd be trading number one picks for would be historic. So I want to real quick before I go to this uh, tweet here and we talk about all the, the coaching because that's kind of right in line with that. Um, Tom, Tom had a question about a Joe Flacco Bowman Chrome Blue Refractor. So this is 2008. Bowman Chrome Blue Refractor out of 150 for $70 all in. If could receive and grade before game time, easy decision, in my opinion. Wow, man. Uh yeah, I don't I don't think you can receive and grade before game time. Oh, but I, I guess he means pre-grade. What is he talking about? Pre like just pre-grade and, and relist it? Yeah, I don't know. Unless you're going to a show and they have like a grading booth. I'm not sure how you could get a card back before this weekend. Uh, That's a solid pro I mean, it's a solid price. It sounds like there's definitely some hype baked into that though. I would, I would be wanting to get that card for like 40, Steve. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard cause we've, we've looked at what his stuff is starting to go for. And, yeah. Uh, the, the Chrome has the, the value baked into that, the, the lower serial number. And it's not it's not um, it's not color matched either. We don't we don't have a it's you know he's got Ravens uniform, which I think is really cool, especially if they win and they go to Baltimore. But it's not color matched to the Browns. It's kind of color matched to what he's in now or his his Ravens rookie uniforms. It's not bad, but I, I definitely think there's like per personal collection value and hype baked into that, expectations for the playoffs baked into that. I'd really want to get that card in auction for like 40 bucks. I think also if you buy it now, the odds of it being shipped to you in time uh, would be relatively low, especially with inclement weather uh, throughout the Midwest and other areas. So, But I will say this, if they win this week and go on to play the Ravens, uh, the value of that card goes up quite a bit. So take uh, take with that what you will. 
All right. 25% of the league's head coaches have been fired this season. Brandon Staley, Chargers, Frank Reich, Panthers, Josh McDaniels, Raiders, Mike Vrabel, who was just coach of the year two years ago with the Titans. And I thought I thought this guy always did a fantastic job. Um, fired. Uh, Arthur Smith, this guy has turned into a total um kind of he's gotten kind of pretty crazy man with his his antics out there on the field and stuff um ron rivera yeah i think he's getting pretty dusty uh bill belichick let go and pete carroll what do you think what's your reaction to all these head coaching firings man unbelievable a lot of historic uh guys going down all at all at once here so it's kind of wild I think that the the Belichick one, I think, was just the most surprising, just because I wouldn't have anticipated it on the heels of all these other uh, newsworthy ones. So, Yeah, it's like one of those relationships between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick that's been bad for, I felt like, a couple of years now, ever since Belichick brought in his, his son and they're trying to run the offense with Matt Patricia and, and <laughs> nobody. And it's like... I, I'm like, they gave Belichick way too much control there at the end. And I thought it was getting real muddy. And I felt like this was just a toxic relationship that they just, I, I, I was like you, I didn't think they were ever going to part ways, man. It's one of those, one of those couples that it was like, well, you guys are just going to continue getting drunk and beating each other up probably and never separating uh, but they parted ways. They parted maybe, maybe ways. He'll, maybe he'll go back and be an executive for the Browns where he started his career. Maybe. Maybe, man. That would be pretty interesting. I, I do like the narrative. I see Anani in the chat, Mike Vrabel to the Pats. What's up, Michael Bonham? It's good to see you out there, sir. A lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but there's definitely at least a rumor that the Bears are making a hard play for Harbaugh, the Michigan coach. So yeah, we, that's right. We know he's got pro experience. Uh, we know he's definitely a winner at all levels. So you know, he's got, uh, he's got a brother Damn. in the league that's successful. I mean, a lot of, a lot of notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Jim's do a job in the NFL. So I think Mike Vrabel's do a job. I got to think that Pete Carroll, I don't know. You think he sh he's going to retire? Or do you think he'll actually been a Seahawk for so long, man? It's kind of like Sean Payton. I, I think maybe he takes a year off. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Pete Carroll in media. He's kind of, he's kind of funny to me. <laughs> he's kind of humorous. Um, It says on there, and I, I did read about it earlier too. He's going to join some administrative type job uh with the team so oh okay yeah. stepping down wow that's that's rough man i don't know if i could do that it's like kind of like you know we're gonna break up but we're gonna stay friends thing that's and that's imagine tough. if they don't cling to the new coach uh it would create a little like awkwardness yeah man like no just retire dude like or go work somewhere else man i don't know that's weird that's weird. Uh, I don't know. Arthur Smith, I could see him popping up as like an assistant or a, a coordinator somewhere, but definitely not a head coach again. 
I don't know about Ron Rivera. I feel like he may get another chance somewhere like uh, Frank Reich. He, but he came from the Panthers. Originally. Yeah, I know, man. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, I never did like Josh McDaniels. So as him as a head coach, I thought was terrible idea for the Raiders. I like this new guy, Antonio Pierce. And and then there's a lot of like good coordinators this year, like Bobby Sloick, Dave Canales with Tampa Bay. Bobby Sloick's the coordinator for um, uh, the Texans. So I think you got some really good coordinators in the league that are are up for promotion. Then you got you know like you said uh, Jim Harbaugh and and then um, uh, I know there's a couple other guys that are up for promote uh potential promotion this year and then uh in terms of the commanders with with their new ownership they've already uh josh harris has already brought in like a couple um really sharp uh, sports franchise like uh i guess you would call them consultants that like one of the guys was a consultant for the golden state warriors in their championship season you know they've like it's not necessarily like directly football, but they're they've been part of championship leagues. So I'm interested to see what happens with the commanders. I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the commanders, but I think overall it's an exciting team with an early first round draft pick. I do think they upgrade at quarterback. Eric Bieniemy, you gotta love how many times he had Sam Howell throw the ball. I mean, that was just fantastic, regardless of the outcome. That was awesome. <laughs> They, they may have permanently ruined Sam Howell. I mean, there's only so many hits a person can take and not uh, and not be terrible afterward. So let's take uh, one more one more question before we sign off here. Our man Michael Bonham, uh, premium member, we appreciate you, Michael. He said he owns a card shop. Is this a physical card shop or like an eBay card shop? He's doing his best to grow it. Any advice on how to get the most value out of your singles? Okay. Um, I think knowing if it was digital or physical would, would uh, change my answer. But yeah, uh, I know a lot of people that have single bins or whatnot accounts where they sell a lot of singles. Uh, typically, you want to buy bulk and try to get a bulk discount, whether you're going to a show um, or on eBay, probably at a show, this would be more reasonable. If you were doing it online, it would be more of like a bulk consignment buy from a single seller. So you're saving on shipping and stuff like that. So obviously you want to have your prices competitive and you want it to be a draw uh, in your store. So, and also buy guys that are sought after locally. So local college players, uh, local pro players as well, you know, mix in a couple, you know, juicy cards here and there to keep people excited to dig through the bin. I agree, man. I definitely think you should have a bin and like intentionally plant a couple like cards that are overvalued for the bin so that the guy, like people come in and, and they'll go through your bin and they'll find something. They're going to tell their friends about that. And then their friends are going to come into your shop. And then I think it's kind of like, you know, going to a, a bar, like, if you know, like a bar that makes good drinks or whatever. You tell your friends, they go there and then they, right. they, they in, inherently buy other stuff and spend more money on other things. Right. And, you know, they buy food while they're there. They buy more drinks, this and that. So I think that's how you grow, man. Um, 
And Andy, uh, we we saw firsthand, and I know that something you were excited about too, like the sheer amount of people digging through the value boxes at the national was impressive. I mean, if, if you yeah. go watch any vlog of a, a big card show, there's usually like a dedicated crowd to value boxes. Yeah, I definitely think I have a strong value box game and like loaded up, uh, lo lo loaded up Dominican with some, uh, with some overvalued uh, gems in there that you don't mind selling for, you know, whatever the value box is priced at. Um, yeah, man, I think that would be a really strong thing just to get the word out more about your value bins because there's nothing funner, more fun, I guess is the way you're supposed to say it, proper grammar, uh, than going through a value bin and finding a gym, a card that you were, you know is worth like two, three times what the value bin is and then, get, and then only having to pay the value bin price for it. Like that is... I think one of the most fun things, you know, and, and digging for, for hidden treasure and sports cards. And then that, and I guess uh, getting the most value on your singles, you know, I'm sure you're just playing in, in one touch uh, mag cases, but those are, those definitely help, especially in pictures. Those are huge. Um, when you're, when you're setting up your pictures for selling online, your singles, you know, just having the card in a one touch and then putting in the description you know, hey, if, especially if it's like a, a more common card, you know, under a hundred dollar card or something, this card doesn't come with the one touch. Uh, the one touch is for display purposes only. Um, but I put that in my description, you know, it's most 99% of the time that'll cover you. Uh, every once in a while, you get a knucklehead that says, Oh, I bought this card, I wanted the one touch, but <laughs> so in addition to the value bin thing, I think as far as having like a display case goes, um, have a good amount of variety and also have um, like a borderline not for sale type card, like a eye getter card. Like when someone walks past uh, a table and they see a Ken Griffey Jr., uh, you know, 89 upper deck card that usually draws eyes, or if they see a Jordan, uh, you know, old uh, Fleer rookie, something like that, like it's going to draw eyes to the, to the case and, have people look through the rest of that case and see what else you have in there. So that's a good point, Steve. And another thing along that lines, I always thought about like the, the dealers and the cases I saw at the national, if you even have just like one or two cards that are like well-known quarterbacks, you know, well-known players, that's like, you know, even if it's a base prism PSA 10 and you have it just like, just undervalue it just a little bit compared to the, comps because i mean if it's in the shop right maybe you can you can do a cash deal this and that just just to entice them in like that could be the the one card that brings them in and then they work up a package deal with you to buy four or five more you know because they see that one card it's like the gateway card i i remember plenty of tables and i would look for that i'd look for one card that was a good value and i in my head i would be thinking well if that card's at a good value man, I really want to dig into this table. Now all of a sudden I'm looking at all this guy's cards and I'm looking through his value bins and I'm coming back and telling Steve about it. I'm telling Filthy. I'm telling all the other guys we're with about that table and about his his bins and everything. And then you, all you guys are going there and potentially making other deals. You know, you remember, so... Do you remember the guy that had the Jared Goff like rookie ticket auto showcase? He had like the 
the low serial numbered and like all the the really high end national treasures. And that little kid bought like one of the like thousand dollar cards. So that was like a you know if you see something that catches your eye, like you're gonna tell other people about it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great thing. Like it um and not I would I would say it could work really well too with some kind of national treasures or um like maybe even just a downtown like um may, maybe who's who's um i'm trying to think of nebraska i know the nebraska corn huskers that's like the big college team there but they they don't have like a ton of levante well, david levante david yeah levante david for the bucks yeah he's a he's a stud man levante david. i know right? uh kong sue is one and um, you know, I think we're look, overlooking the most obvious, Andy, like the Bowman U product we mentioned a few years ago when they came out with it. I said, you know, this could be something that people use as like a benchmark the way that baseball does. And I've never felt stronger about that than now. If you look about uh, if you look at the recent post, uh, I don't know if you know this, LeBron James signed with Fanatics. If you look at a post he made on Instagram, I sent it to you, I think, um, on Instagram, Andy. He's talking about the Bowman U product, and it's like a hype ad, and it talks about, like, in the beginning there was only one, and it's like the first Bowman, first Bowman. It's all these, like, historic players, and it shows their first Bowman. And I was like, they're going – I think they're going hard with Bowman U, like, going forward. They are, man. I think it, I think it slowly grows, too. I mean, I actually can think of – at least two two guys that i know that have been in our discord there uh, one of them's really active on youtube that guy gaby and i mean he that's like all he does is bowman university and his and his channel's grown so he's like doubled down even further on what our channel is being dedicated to football cards i mean he's practically dedicated to college cards i mean so i think that's really cool really cool yeah, and there are a lot of uh, other hobby shops that I know of that have a city. They they are in a city that's mostly college based, uh, with less of a NFL or pro team presence. Uh, so you can actually use that college uh, angle to your advantage, especially because they're cheaper to acquire, and people are still going to want them because they're relevant to the city, the state. Yeah, man. So we appreciate you, Michael. Good luck. Let us know how those um, those those hidden gems and the value bins goes. And um, yeah, uh, really appreciate the question and wish you luck, Steve. Any any final shots before we get out of here? Oh man, uh, yeah. If, if you live in the Midwest uh, and you're having the same situation we're having, man, go buy your groceries tonight. Get ahead of it, man, because you won't be going nowhere in the next three days or so so be safe be warm enjoy your games this weekend hey getting some underdog playoff pools some playoff drafts because those are coming to a close soon here there you go guys so turn the show off go get your groceries but before you do make sure you hit that like button and subscribe if you're not already share with your friend and when you go get your groceries, eat healthy. If you join join me in Empower Men, get to get healthy groceries. <laughs> All, right. All right. Peace. Peace.